today on Real Life Radio. Listen, what hope do you have today? Don't be one who's rejecting Jesus. Remember, these people were in synagogue. You're in church. They were religious. So are you. The difference is they rejected Christ. I pray you accept Christ, that you honor him. And that's the question. Do you honor Christ? Welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Life Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called The Gospel of Luke with a message called It's a Matter of Life and Death. Now, the Gospel of Luke is a series that gives us both the humanity and the divinity of Jesus Christ as only Luke, a physician, could really see. Here, as we continue in chapter 4, we'll discover that Jesus is a prophecy fulfilled and he's the hope for our salvation. You see, what we've learned so far is that salvation through Jesus Christ is personal. To accept or reject him, well, it's a decision that we've got to make on our own. When Jesus walked here on the earth, there was already enough evidence to follow him, and many lives were changed. And you know what? The same is true today. The Bible, especially here in the Gospel of Luke, gives us Jesus and his message as no one else can. You and I just need to decide what we're going to do with it. So today on this part of the message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that the Gospel is the ultimate in scope. It's not only a personal event, it's a global invitation. When we're confronted with death and eternity, God wants us in heaven. But there's only one way to get there, and that is through Jesus Christ, his Son. Now in his message called, It's a Matter of Life and Death, here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. The Bible tells us that God began to speak to this uh, general, this pagan general, and uh, informs him that there's a prophet in Israel whose God can heal you. And listen, he has a little slave girl and she's Jewish and she loves her master. He must be a nice guy. She says, listen, will you please go and talk to this prophet Elijah and God can touch you. So he goes, okay, I'll give it a try. So he goes and the event takes place this way. Elijah doesn't even go out to see the general. He doesn't even go, to, he just sends him a note. Here's the note. Go dip in the Jordan River seven times. Now watch this. This guy almost lost it. Here's this noble general, and he reads this note, and he says to himself, it's recorded in the Bible, what am I, stupid? Why should I dip in the filthy Jordan River? Aren't there two better rivers in Syria, better than the Jordan? See, he's looking at it naturally. Shouldn't I just go dip in nice, cool mountain waters? So he says, shine you, I'm, I'm going back. And they tell him, why don't you just try it? Just obey the command of the prophet, who knows? I mean, if you could do the dipping in the Syrian rivers, what's the big deal? But this is odd, don't you think? So do you know what? I wish we could have been there to watch this. He goes out in the water. He's a general. He goes out in the water in the Jordan River looking around. Can you imagine? How many times are we supposed to dip? Seven. Seven times. One. He dips under. Two. Three. This is stupid. I'm not going to do this. Come on. Four, five, oh, come on, six, seven. He comes up out of the water and the Bible says that his skin, not only right then, but for the rest of his life was that of a baby's. God healed him. 
You say, that's cool. Jesus says, that's awesome. But to these selective Jews who believed, by the way, by doctrine that Gentiles were created to stoke the flames of hell. Is this good news? Not good news at all. You see, this gospel invitation goes out to the world. See, you happen to be a Christian because you've responded to the gospel. Let it be known by all men today that we're not Christians because we joined a club. We're not Christians because we were born into Christianity. Impossible. That would make us just like the Jewish people of Jesus' day. We're saved. We're going to heaven because we're Jewish. We're saved. We're going to heaven because we've been circumcised. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't get you in. The gospel message is to the Jewish nation and beyond. It's for all people. Did you know this? Okay, watch this. Watch. This is a test. How do you feel about this? Be careful. Did not Jesus die on the cross for all sin? Doesn't the Bible say, for God so loved the, what? That who, what, that whosoever? That includes Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson has the opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ. Oh, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. If Charlie Manson was born into a Christian home and was baptized, it doesn't mean that Charlie Manson's going to heaven. You see? He has to repent and choose Christ. You say, well, that's ridiculous. It's true, though. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's you. That's me. That's not just middle class or upper middle class America. That's not just black or white or yellow or green or whatever. It's all people. And to detract from that is to rob from the power of the blood of Christ. It's more sacred than our prejudice and our are leaning. It's wrong. Jesus paid the debt for all, which leads us to this point here, this uh, consideration. Salvation is a global invitation to the world because, listen, global because of its great expense. It's great expense. We read the, or quoted the verse a moment ago. Listen, John chapter three, verse 15. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned. Listen, but he who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is that condemnation, that light has come into the world, but men love their darkness more. Men love their darkness more than the light. Amazing, isn't it? And so, third and final point will end in verses 28 to 30. 28 to 30, salvation is the ultimate issue. It's a matter of life and death, my friends. Salvation is the ultimate issue. There's no other mode or means of redemption. The people challenge the sovereignty of God in this rebuttal of theirs. Look what it says, verse 28. So all those in the synagogue, when they had heard these things, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to sing songs. <laughs> no, they were filled with wrath, murder. And they rose up to thrust him out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went on his way. It's a miracle. You can read every book you can find on this issue. The wording, everything we know is a miracle. They were going to kill him. 
and something happened. They brought him to the edge of that cliff and something happened. Albert Barnes implies that Jesus with one look, now this is speculation, but it is awesome. He's greatly outnumbered and they're filled with murder. He wants them saved. (laughs) Barnes says that Jesus must have looked at them in a certain way that caused them to back their hands off of him. William Barclay says that he may have looked at them, but there's something about Jesus, his time not yet being ready for him to be offered up as a sacrifice. Miraculously, almost by angelic, invisible powers walked through the midst of them. They were almost buffered off of him. Either way, it had to be awesome to see. The crowd began to part. They were bent on killing them. Can you imagine that rabble? You know how passionate the Middle Eastern people are? Kill him, kill him, let's throw him on the cliff. The cliff, take him to the cliff. And they're all like, ah. And he just walks through the midst of them. Rejected in his own hometown. Salvation is the ultimate issue and they were missing it. The issue because it's of the Lord. They didn't like this. Church, listen, you may not like this either. I love you, but it's tough. Salvation, God is mysterious. He works in this, people. You can't, you can't play with them on this. Salvation, it's the ultimate issue, and it's of the Lord. It, it says that all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. They wanted to murder. Why? Because the sovereignty of God was being challenged by them. They were challenging the sovereignty of God. You say, Jack, what do you mean? It was unacceptable to them that a Jewish man would tell them that God went and saved the Gentiles. Unacceptable. And we're going to kill you for that. That people in California can get saved by not being Jewish? No way. You say that again, we're going to kill you. It's, going to ha- it's heresy. Isn't that amazing? Think about it. They couldn't take it? Why? What's the issue? What is the foundation to their anger? They would not embrace the sovereignty of God. That God is your creator. And though he made you, our original mom and dad, and it runs in our veins quite fluidly, Adam and Eve sinned and we sinned too. But he still loves you. And have you seen God save sometimes the most vile people? And you say, why did he do that? Watch out for that attitude. What? Can you imagine? Let's say today someone here that you know across the sanctuary raises their hand to accept Christ and you recognize her or you recognize him. That guy's a bum. I can't stand that guy. He robbed me three years ago. That guy's a crook. What if he accepts Christ? Watch your attitude, Christian. Because you know what? There's probably 10 people that said the same thing about you. (laughs) Have we forgotten Have we forgotten what it was like prior to our Christianity? I get phone calls from people who I went to high school with and junior high school with. They'll either see my name on the internet or they'll see, or they'll they'll listen on the radio and, hey, remember me? I'm really, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't want to go back there. Look, don't, don't, This is just for me. I have not been able, because God will not allow me personally to go to a school reunion. Pastor, 
Why? Because, <laughs> because you did not know me before Jesus. Okay? I don't want to go to a class reunion because I know what I did to those people. <laughs> God has forgotten. It's best I do too. Now, for some of you, you might say, I love witnessing at my, God bless you, you go. I can't. It's just too hard. The truth is, they might look at me and say, are you kidding? This bonehead is a pastor? He's preaching forgiveness and love and, oh boy. You see, they knew me. They were familiar with the old Jack. Okay? They don't know the new Jack. Same is true for you. Same is true for us. We're held in contempt. Can we fault them? No. We gave them the reasons. But they need to open up their heart and see that God is real and that he touched people's lives and to whom much the person who's forgiven much, that very person, the Bible says, what? Loves much. You say, Jack, you love God so much, you will never know the reason why. <laughs> I've been forgiven a bunch. Okay? So, it's of the Lord. The Lord calls upon people, and when they say, yes, Lord, he doesn't look at their background, their color, their height, their wealth, or the lack thereof. It's wonderful. And so, it's of the Lord Secondly, we see under this point, salvation is the ultimate issue because of its scope. Its scope, my friend, is so gloriously everywhere. What do you mean by that? Let me, let me put it to you like this. In, uh, in Romans chapter one, you ought to know this verse, Christian. It's really powerful stuff. Romans 1, 18 to 22 Talk about the scope. When I read a moment ago, John chapter three, whosoever would believe, it's natural for people to say, and they do, Jack, what about the guy who's never heard the gospel? Have you noticed that when you're sharing with somebody? You need to accept Jesus. Why? What about the guy who's never heard the gospel? Why is everyone interested in that guy? And they're not willing to send a, a penny to help, guy, help that guy get reached. But all concern, what, Pastor Jack, there's a flaw in your logic. <laughs> What about the guy in Africa or South America or whoever in the jungles that's never heard the gospel? Hmm? How is he supposed to get saved? Well, before I answer that, let me ask you. You've heard the gospel. What about the guy with the bone in his nose? He's never heard. He's got a spear and a little underwear. What about him? No, no, what about you with the cell phone stuck in your face? You've heard. What are you going to do with your laptop that's glued to your fingers? What are you going to do with it? You've heard the gospel. Forget the guy that hasn't heard. You've heard it. What are you going to do with it? That's the issue. Amen. The gospel is in such scope. You think Amway's getting out there? Do you think Tupperware is on a crusade? <laughs> oh, the stock is up on IBM. That's nothing compared to the pro to propagation and the advancement of the gospel. Nothing. If the gospel, if you could put stock, could you imagine if you could put money on the, oh, the gospel is up 10 points today <laughs> on the New York that's something to invest in. 
it's on its way. And I got in any, you know, spiritual investors invest in the gospel because it's only up from here. It's always been that way. What's the best investment I can get invested in? The gospel. Its scope is global. It's, it's absolutely awesome. So here in Romans chapter one, verse 18, the Bible tells us concerning the scope that the wrath of God is revealed. The word in Greek is it's being revealed from heaven, present tense, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold down the truth in unrighteousness. Why? Because what may be known about God has been manifested to them. Even the guy with the bone in his nose, running around in his underwear. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by those whom he has made. You know, you know, mister, down deep inside, that God is real. And you're terrified about that, aren't you? You're doing everything to not face that. You're doing everything not to think about that. God says, I am revealing myself to you. Sunset, sunrise, sky. Trees, thoughts, I'm speaking to you. And you'll either grab another beer or back away and say, God, is that you speaking to me? I'm terrified of you, God, what do I do? You'll either do that or you'll drown yourself in stuff that will keep you from thinking the ultimate question. The scope of it is glorious. And then finally, it's the victory. The gospel, salvation that comes through Christ is the ultimate issue because of its victory. We'll end with this. We're all done. These people, can you imagine? What if, put yourself in their shoes. What if they continued on this course of rejection? They're going to get older, you know. Or an axe head's going to fly off a handle and hit one of them in the head in the workshop and kill them. A cart's going to overturn and crush them to death. They might be out fishing someday in the Galilee and the storm comes and the boat capsizes and they die. Someday, someday they're going to wish they had heard Jesus once again. Someday there's going to come a time and they're going to say, can I have another chance? Ladies and gentlemen, church family, please hear this out. I wish I could give you something other than what I'm about to give you. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, it's appointed unto every human being once to die and then comes their judgment. Either heaven or hell. God wants you in heaven. It's what the Bible's all about. We don't want to talk about the alternative because see, we choose, we make decisions, we act upon them, but we don't want the outcome. It's impossible. Jesus says, please come. They said, get out of here. Aren't you the son of Joseph? away from here. In fact, physician, heal yourself. Don't tell us what's right and wrong. You grew up here and we're older than you. Or we got more money than you, Jesus. Or your family's all with this funny little rumor about your mom being pregnant outside of marriage. Remember that? Don't tell us that you're going to fix us. Heal yourself. People say things on the street. I'm going to tell Jesus a thing or two when I get up there. Oh, you think? if angels fall flat on their face in the presence of God, I don't think we'll fare much better. Paul said, Paul, the apostle, said it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Wow. (laughs) Moses saw him, or the 
effervescence, the afterglow of him on the mountain. And it shook. And Moses' face even glowed from being near, near, not even in, but near the presence of God. His face was beaming. He had to put a bag over his head. You think, you think you're going to tell God the rules? <laughs> All right, here I am. Oh, no. There'll come a time in all of our lives, unless the rapture happens, we'll be confronted with death. But to the believer, to those of us, the Bible says, though we walk through the valley of the shadow, everything about that's glorious. You're not dead. You are walking. (laughs) Well, you look dead. That's my body. This is just a piece of carcass used for planet Earth. But the real Jack is behind all this junk. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, it's only a shadow of death. You have to have light on the other side of something to have a shadow. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. For you're with me. God is the God of the living, says the Bible, not of the dead. So you see, when I breathe my last, this all makes sense now. Because I'm just going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with me. That means he's taking me through it. And I'm going to go on to the other side with him. No wonder why David said that I, one thing have I desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Listen. It's Job who says, I am confident of this thing. In my flesh, I shall see God. Well, he said that after he was to die. I'm going to die and my body's going to return back to the earth. But in the end, I will stand before God and I'll see him in my flesh. That's the words for resurrection. Listen, what hope do you have today? Don't be one who's rejecting Jesus. Remember, these people were in synagogue. You're in church. They were religious. So are you. The difference is they rejected Christ. I pray you accept Christ, that you honor him. And that's the question. Do you honor Christ? May you honor him now. Let's pray. Christians, I want you to pray hard. Those of you who don't know this answer for sure, you vote today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word, for your truth, that it's a matter of life and death. Your salvation is, your gospel is. And so, Lord, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit would just come upon this place and speak to us, Lord. And Lord, speak comfort to those who know you and speak comfort to those who are crying out to you now the way that only you can. And then there are those, Lord, that I pray this morning, you would speak like you did of old. You would speak to them in their pride. You would speak to them in their arrogance. Lord, you would speak to them in their selfness. And Lord, you would shake them if necessary with your voice, that you'd speak to them, Lord God, in your thunder, that they might say, what must I do to be saved? This morning, O Lord God in heaven, may you visit us here upon earth now. And Lord, may it be evident by the changing of minds. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Life Radio with his message called, It's a Matter of Life and Death. Thanks for being with us today. And you know, this message is part of Pastor Jack's new series called The Gospel of Luke. It's a series on the book of Luke and the unveiling of Jesus Christ to this world. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Life Radio. You know, God has an amazing inheritance waiting for us through His Son, Jesus Christ, 
and he wants you to know all about it. Salvation is only possible for those who give their lives to Jesus Christ. But if you're not sure how to go about that, why don't you let us help? Simply go to our website, jackhibbs.com, click on that tab that says No God, that's spelled out K-N-O-W, God. Now, once you're there, you'll find the full meaning of what salvation in Jesus Christ is all about. There's even a way for you to email us and tell us all about your decision to follow Christ. Again, that's the tab labeled No God, and you'll find it at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Life Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Life Radio.